48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Health officials say a vaccination centre nurse may have tested preliminary positive for COVID due to environmental contamination. Researchers say lengthy school suspensions caused by the pandemic have done pupils irreparable harm and Hong Kong people who've been vaccinated may soon be able to go on a cruise. Health officials say a nurse who works at a community vaccination centre in Jordan and tested positive for the coronavirus was probably not infected with COVID-19. They believe traces of the virus in her upper respiratory tract could have come from the Sinovac jab she was working with. Wendy Wong reports. Dr. Chuan Shukwan of the Center for Health Protection said tests showed that the virus found on the nurse was the same as the inactivated viral strain contained in the Sinovac jabs given out at the vaccination center, not the strain previously circulating in the community. This is a well-known fact that during drawing the vaccine or when you push the air from the vaccine or there may be some remnants in the vaccine syringe, this may cause some contamination to the environment through aerosol. This is unavoidable, I think. But uh, we have to distinguish that this is not infectious. She's not really suffering from infection. The center reported one coronavirus infection for the day. The case is a 46-year-old Filipino domestic helper who returned to the city in April. She was confirmed with a mutant strain of coronavirus. Health officials believe it could be an important infection. There are also two cases that are described as uncertain, involving another Filipino maid and a Pakistani worker who returned to Hong Kong in March. Officials are trying to determine if those are imported cases. University of Hong Kong researchers say lengthy class suspensions brought in to control the coronavirus have caused irreversible harm to pupils, adding there's little evidence schools contributed to the spread of COVID-19. They're urging the government to rethink its policies and to try to keep school closures to a minimum if there's a further outbreak. Patrick Lee is a clinical associate professor specialising in paediatric and adolescent health. In the Western world, they do consider school closure as an effective means, but usually they will consider it as the last step, as the last resort, because everyone understands about the consequence of prolonged school closure. In particular, those children, when they are putting under home care, but without good support, it will affect their brain development, affect their learning and their behavior. It would be the time to learn from our lesson, to remain our school opening at least partly to support the lead of those children. Hong Kong people could soon be able to go on cruises again, but only if they're fully vaccinated. Commerce Secretary Edward Yao says they may be able to join so-called cruises to nowhere in the summer. The ships won't be able to stop off anywhere, and after a short voyage in international waters, they would sail back to Hong Kong. Mr Yao says measures would be needed to make sure the cruises are safe, and officials were negotiating with the operators. If sufficient precautions are being taken, if crew members are fulfill all the quarantine testing as well as vaccination requirements, would it be a safe start for a selected few to have this limited sort of sort cruise? But of course, I think well, extra protection for patrons, that well, they also need to do the vaccination, uh, which is becoming a new norm for any sort of a resumption of traveling in the long term. So let us start preparing ourselves. Jeff Bent, Managing Director of Worldwide Cruise Terminals, the operator of the Kai Tak Cruise Terminal, insists it's safe for people to join these voyages. He pointed out that since cruises resumed around the world last year after the pandemic began, the number of COVID cases has been low, with about 60 infections among some 600,000 passengers. 
quickly isolated and never led to a general outbreak. And in fact, considering that you know ships are sailing from um, from Europe and some other places that have had quite high incidence on on land, you could say that it's much safer on board, given that um, there was universal testing of everybody. But then now, as of the last couple months, now that vaccines are, are available, um, given the already quite safe protocols based just on universal testing, now that there's this additional layer of security afforded by vaccinations, we think that, yes, it will be a very um, safe and enjoyable way to, to enjoy a holiday. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. A man has been jailed for two years and ten months after pleading guilty to rioting during a protest in February last year. Damon Pang has details. No Jeffrey, who is 21 and a former Hong Kong Kabaddi team member, was part of a group of people who threw objects at a police officer as they marked the forces storming of Prince Edward MTR station on August the 31st, 2019. The officer was surrounded by protesters at one point and drew his gun, but didn't fire it. District Court Judge Frankie Yu said the protesters chased after the officer and the incident was caught on camera. He said rioting is a serious offence, but he had reduced the sentence in light of the fact that the defendant has Asperger's and hyperactivity disorder. Mr Yu said the defendant was not a leader in the riot and his illness affected his judgment at the scene. The judge also noted that the defendant had a clean record and said he had factored in the comments of support from the man's family, sports associations and others. RTHK says producers of its TV programme Ledgeco Review added to its latest episode footage of an event marking the Tiananmen Square crackdown without approval. An outside team has now taken over production of the show. Here's Timmy Sung. RTHK says the latest episode of Ledgeco Review aired last Friday contained footage of organisers of the annual June 4th candlelight vigil taking part in a run. A spokesman said the show's producers had not sought permission from the editorial committee to add the footage to the end of the episode. He said the footage did not have anything to do with Flashco or issues discussed in the program. The management would investigate the alleged violation and the added footage will be deleted before the episode in question was uploaded for archive. The spokesman stressed the 1989 Tiananmen Square crackdown or certain political topics are not banned pointing out that the run held ahead of the anniversary of the crackdown was reported by the Daily News team. RTHK has pulled several programs after the new director of broadcasting, Patrick Lee, was said to have considered them to be biased or inaccurate. The government's being urged to make better use of information from the mainland's tracking tools so it can pinpoint exactly where any Covid patients from across the border had been. The suggestion follows a U-turn over the SAR's response to a confirmed case in Guangzhou. Maggie Ho reports. At the weekend, the administration reversed a decision to upgrade the risk level for Guangdong just hours after health authorities announced that quarantine-free entry to Hong Kong from the province would be suspended. Former chief executive Si Wai Leung had criticized the move, and the government later said that only the Li Wan district of Guangzhou, where a confirmed COVID case was found, would now be classified as a medium-risk location, and not the whole of Guangdong. Now that the policy appears to have been changed, infectious disease expert Leung Chi Chiu told an RTHK program that Hong Kong should seek more information from the mainland regarding the travel history of any infected visitors to the SAR. 
。其實我哋係同內地一啲嘅地方政府咧，係冇一個嘅，即係話真係任何嘅密契。We don't have any agreements with mainland authorities to exchange the information of people's movements within a province. So if we come across suspicious cases, we can't ascertain the information. When it comes to Guangdong province, it becomes problematic. It's because many people travel between different cities within it. If we stop the return to HK scheme for the province every time there's a case, when borders reopen, it will easily lead to more problems. Another guest on the program, Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Alice Mack, agreed with Dr. Lung's suggestion. If there's a confirmed case in the districts you live in, your code would change color. We can get hold of this kind of information. When a person crosses the border, we can exchange information and the code data. I understand they can do it in terms of technology. The government better explain to us whether they're able to, but it shouldn't be too difficult when it comes to the technology, because the health code system is already very mature on the mainland. Ms. Max said people in Shenzhen had complained to her when they initially heard they couldn't come back to Hong Kong because of the Guangzhou infection, and she hopes the U-turn will prompt the SAR government to think about various issues regarding its policies in future. A private cardiologist says the COVID vaccination program is making Hong Kong people more conscious of their health, as physical examinations by people who want to get inoculated turn up previously unknown heart problems. Dr. Gobin Learn says many people have asked for body checks to ensure they're in good enough health to undergo vaccination. He told RTHK people with mild medical problems that are under control should go ahead and get the jab. If they have only mild disease、uh, like、uh, hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes, if they're under control, they can still go ahead to have the vaccination. And if they have mild coronary disease like that,、uh, there's some mild stenosis, mild plaque narrowing of the blood vessel, they can still go ahead to have the vaccination. People who have chronic disease like、uh, heart disease or diabetes, hypertension, actually they, when they infected with COVID, the risk is much higher. So they should get the vaccination. Across the border, a woman is demanding answers from the organisers of an ill-fated ultramarathon as to why they took so long to tell her what had happened to her father. One of 21 competitors who died after extremely cold weather struck the race. Timmy Sung reports. Hail, freezing rain, and high winds have been blamed for the deaths of the runners taking part in a 100-kilometer cross-country mountain race on Saturday in Gangsu Province. Writing on Weibo, a woman said that in the early hours of Sunday, she was informed by the race organisers that her father was missing. But she later spotted him in a video circulating on social media. The footage, which appeared to have been taken in the daytime, showed him in blue hands and foaming at the mouth. The woman said it wasn't until later on Sunday that the authorities confirmed her father had been found and that he had died. She demanded to know why there have been insufficient supply stations and manpower along the route. State broadcaster CCTV said in an online commentary that the Gangshu tragedy was a wake-up call for marathon events that have bloomed almost everywhere in China in recent years. Lithuania says it's banning all flights from crossing Belarusian airspace following the arrest of the distant journalist Roman Protasevich. He was on board a Ryanair flight from Greece to Lithuania yesterday, but the plane was forced to land in Minsk. 
The Lithuanian Prime Minister condemned the incident as state terrorism. Belarus said it grounded the aircraft because of a bomb threat, but no device was found. European Union members are meeting later to discuss possible sanctions. The Irish Prime Minister, Michal Martin, said there needed to be a very robust reaction. We will be looking for a firm response from the European Union. It was a dangerous act, an act that endangered passengers and crew, the nature of it, and clearly also the purpose for an authoritarian regime essentially to arrest a journalist. It's unacceptable. I think we have to make that very clear to the Belarusian authorities. Myanmar's former leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, has appeared in court in person for the first time since her government was overthrown by the military in February. Ms Suu Kyi, who's been charged with several offences, including violating a state secret law, was allowed to meet her lawyers in person. One, Dormin Min So, relayed a message of defiance from the former leader. She wishes her people to stay healthy and she affirmed that her party, the NLD, will exist as long as people exist because it was founded for the people. A study in the UK has found that specially trained dogs can sniff out people who are infected with COVID-19 as the disease has a distinct smell. Scientists collected unwashed fragments of socks or clothing from thousands of people who tested positive for the virus. One of those involved, Professor James Logan at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, said the results are very promising. The dogs were able to be trained really quickly on this order and were able to distinguish people who were infected from those who were uninfected. So the best dog was able to detect somebody correctly that had COVID 94% of the time, which is really, really high and, and very exciting. To sports and in golf, Phil Mickelson has completed one of the great comeback achievements of his sport, becoming the oldest person to win a major tournament at the age of 50. Surrounded by a large crowd on the 18th green at Kiowa Island in South Carolina, Mickelson held his nerve to win his second US PGA Championship and sixth major overall. He shot a one over in the final round, good enough to defeat Brooks Kepka and Louis Oosthuizen by two shots. It's very possible that this is the last tournament I ever win, like if I'm if I'm being realistic. But it's also very possible that I may have had a little bit of a, a breakthrough in some of my focus and maybe I go on a little bit of a run. I don't know. But um, the point is that there's no reason why I or anybody else can't do it at a later age. It just takes a little bit more work. To basketball, the Phoenix Suns have made a winning start in the NBA playoffs, beating the defending champions, the Los Angeles Lakers, 99-90 in Game 1 of their first-round series. Devin Booker of the Suns had a game-high 34 points. LeBron James had 18 for the Lakers in a losing effort. In the East, the Eastern Conference top seeds Philadelphia beat Washington 125-118 to in Game 1. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Health officials say a vaccination centre nurse may have tested positive for COVID due to environmental contamination. Researchers say lengthy school suspensions caused by the pandemic have done pupils irreparable harm. And Hong Kong people who've been vaccinated may soon be able to go on a cruise. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
Deepening shadows gather splendor as day is done. Fingers of night will soon surrender the setting sun. I count the moments, darling, till you're here with me. Together, at last, at twilight light. Sweet and same old way, I fall in love again as I did then. Deep in the dark, your kiss will fill me like days of old, lighting the spark of love that fills me with dreams untold. Each day I pray for evening just to be with you together. At last, at twilight time, in the afterglow of day, we keep our rendezvous beneath the blue. In the sweet and simple way, I fall in love again. That fills me with dreams untold. Each day I pray for evening just to be with you. Together, at last, at twilight time. Together, at last, at twilight time. The Platz is, of course, and twilight time is for. As that was playing, I don't know if you like me, but you hear a song and it just jogs a memory in your mind. And for me, it was when I lived in Singapore uh, years and years back. And there was a radio, Johor Radio, it was called. And at seven o'clock, because being at the center of uh, the planet, of course, all the times were pretty much the same. They didn't vary as much as they do, say, here in Hong Kong when you get uh, different times of the year. But uh, anyway, so seven o'clock, all the lights would come on on the cars in Singapore. And that was the track that they used to open with. Whole hour of oldies. How are you doing anyway? Welcome to the show. Sean. 